Happy Tuesday afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Ask the Pastor with Pastor Carissa. Faith is deepened through purposefully asking questions and thoughtfully seeking answers, and I'm here to offer you some help on that journey. This is episode four, beginning to find a Christian response to violence. I'm your host, Carissa Howe. Frequently, one of the questions I get in my congregation, both overtly and just in the course of discussions, it's a question that is underneath what what we're talking about, is how do we as Christians respond to violence in the world around us? There have been a ton of news stories out there about violence of epic proportions, mass shootings in nightclubs, black men senselessly murdered by police, police officers senselessly murdered as retaliation of some sort. Bombs going off in airports and on street corners. It's mayhem. It's sin. It's the broken world at its most broken. And it is heartbreaking. And now I've seen reactions all over the board on this one. Facebook is a great place to go if you want to see a diversity of opinions on any particular topic. And there are debates going on about if hashtags mean anything at all or if we're using the wrong hashtags. I have seen frustration that it doesn't matter how many vigils you attend. People are still being targeted and murdered because of their ethnicity, religion, sexuality. Some people feel very helpless about it. And I have to admit that I frequently feel very helpless about the violence in this world myself. I've got a lot of experience having worked with inner city youth here in Pittsburgh And I've attended too many funerals of young people who have fallen to the hands of violence. I have friends who are African-Americans. I have friends who are police officers. I have friends and family who are gay, straight, and everything in between. And I believe that it is this diversity that makes our world a richer place, but it makes it a harder place to navigate as well. And how do we as Christians come up with a loving and faithful response without playing into the fear and the division that happens in times such as this? If you listened to my sermon from Sunday morning, I certainly addressed this topic in that sermon. And at the risk of repeating myself, I would like to spend some time today going into a little more detail, maybe talking about some of the the questions that come up, and hopefully spurring some more questions from you all. If there is somewhere specific you would like to go that you hear me start to talk about in this particular podcast episode, you can send your questions or comments to me through Facebook or Twitter. I am Pastor Carissa H. Uh, Carissa is spelled C-H-A-R-I-S-S-A. Maybe I'll talk about where that came from at some point. You can catch me there, or you can uh, submit questions, comments, prayer requests at www.carissaclarkhow.com. I am looking forward to having a good discussion about this and hearing from some of you and your own experiences as well. Just remember to keep those comments, those conversations kind and loving and Christian in tone. And remember that we have a variety of different opinions and experiences on everything that goes down around us. And we can still be brothers and sisters even when we don't completely agree with each other on things. So as usual, I'm happy to admit that I do not have all the answers, and especially with a topic that is as huge and as daunting as this one, I do not have all the answers. But there are some essential elements that I think are key to seeking a truly loving and Christian response when it feels like the world is crumbling around us. 
Today, I kind of want to start with fellowship and the importance of fellowship in our responses to violence and injustice and fear in the world. I want to talk about prayer. I want to talk about discussion and dialogue. And I want to talk about learning and about getting out of your comfort zone. I think those two things tend to go hand in hand. It's hard to effectively learn if you're not a little bit out of your comfort zone. So we're going to talk about those four things. These are certainly not the end-all, be-all, but I think they're very important. My sermon series this summer is going to be on Christian disciplines, and we'll be covering the disciplines in great detail, and the podcast will probably be following along with that relatively closely. So this is sort of a launching pad for us. I think that looking at our spiritual journey, figuring out ways to invite God into our everyday lives is very important when we're thinking about issues of how to address violence and fear and injustice in the world. The first thing I wanted to talk about is fellowship. Now, those of you who have been listening to my sermons for some time or who know me personally know how very deeply important fellowship and community are to me. And I don't mean those in like the buzzwordy popular Christian way that we use community a lot these days or even the non-Christian hipster kind of way we use community. But I mean good old-fashioned Christian community, the sort of folks that when the stuff hits the fan, you can go straight to them. And just being with them, being open with them and being in fellowship is very important. But it's important not only to be in fellowship with those with whom we agree, those who we look like, but also with those who stretch us a little bit, those who we are not familiar with. And especially in times of crisis, times of violence, times of difficulty, it's super important to be in fellowship and in solidarity with those who are on the other side of injustice. And so that might look like attending vigils. You know, I've had a few people say to me, yeah, well, okay, so you and your kid went to this candlelight vigil after the Pulse nightclub shooting, but, you know, you could go to a vigil every weekend for one of these violent things, and I don't understand what good it's doing. Well, the good that it's doing is that we are standing in solidarity with our LGBTQ friends and family and loved ones and those who don't know us, but need to know that they have allies in this world. I think that that's an important element of friendship is sitting with those who are in pain, with communities who are suffering. Why would I, as a relatively well-off white woman, bother to go to a rally or a protest for Black Lives Matter? Well, because Black Lives Matter, and those are my brothers and sisters, and we are in fellowship with one another, and showing that fellowship is such an important element of the Christian life. The second thing that I feel is really important in these cases, and this might sound trite, this might sound like a stock answer, but it is prayer. I'm not just talking about passing around a Facebook meme that says, I am praying for Istanbul but rather getting down on your knees and looking through photographs. My husband and I have been spending time looking through our old pictures of Turkey from when we were there two years ago and remembering all the folks that served us there, that fed us there, that helped us through airports when we didn't speak Turkish and lost our luggage. Putting faces to this violence. Maybe you've never been to Turkey, so do some research on Turkey. Perhaps you've never been to Paris or met anyone from Paris. So, you know, figure out what is Paris like. Watch some travel shows. Get to know the people and the country in any way that you can. That is a form of prayer. That is a way that you can get to know God and God's creativity and world and broaden your own horizons. I think that prayer is more than simply making a list of things that you read off every day, kind of like a honeydew list for God, but rather it is a state of being. So 
prayer is certainly important in these times, but it's it's more than just saying, I am praying for fill in the blank. It's more than just changing your Facebook profile picture. While that is a great sign of solidarity and fellowship, there needs to be the element of prayer in there as well. I will love to hear what you all have to say about fellowship and about prayer. So get your questions ready, get ready to turn them into me. And before we move on to discussion and to learning and getting out of your comfort zone, I'm going to take just a quick moment and I will be right back after this break. Hey friends, one thing you may not know about me is that in addition to being a pastor and an author and a podcaster, I am also an audiobook narrator. So for you, the listeners of Ask the Pastor with Pastor Carissa, Audible is offering a free audiobook download. You heard that right, a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I've been using Audible for years now, my friends, and I can tell you that it is fantastic. You could use this to download one of the many books they have available there, including any one of the books that I personally have narrated recently. You can find that full list on my website at www.carissaclarkhow.com. And if none of those float your boat, I won't be offended. There are just about a kajillion other books on Audible that you can download to listen to while making your coffee in the morning, driving to work, doing the dishes, whatever it is in your life that could use a little bit of imagination. Just go to www.audibletrial.com slash askthepastor. That is www.audibletrial.com slash askthepastor for your free audiobook. Hey guys, welcome back. Before the break, we were talking about a Christian response to violence and certain Christian disciplines that I believe are super important, different practices that can really help to direct us in times like this when we're feeling unmoored. We're feeling that we're just kind of drifting through the sea without having any kind of ties to the land, to where we're supposed to be. My sermon this past Sunday was on the armor of God and putting on the armor of God and how we can use that metaphor to build up our spiritual lives, to encourage us in practicing regularly different Christian practices, and some of those that I believe are really important in times such as this we're talking about today. And we're going to continue this discussion out through the next couple of weeks as my congregation and I are stepping through Richard Foster's Celebration of Discipline. We're going to be talking about spiritual disciplines and practices and how we can build those into our lives and the things that they bring to our lives, the way that they enrich our relationship with God. Today we've talked about fellowship and prayer and how those can edify our lives in times that are stricken with violence and confusion and fear. And especially in these times where we hear about all sorts of violence and terrible things and terror that's happening around the world. And in the past, we might not have had the means to get to this kind of information. So I think that part of the problem is we simply have more information at our fingertips than we've had in the past. We also have more technology. We have more dangerous weapons that are able to kill more people at one time, unfortunately. And this, this wealth of information, all these different things that are coming at us from different angles, 
can also lead to really heated discussions online. This can lead to all sorts of yelling and screaming and inappropriate interaction with one another. And I don't know what it is about the internet that depersonalizes people in a way that it makes it easier to call someone a name or to say things we might not say to somebody's face or to generalize or to find different news stories or news outlets that back up the things that we want to be saying and not necessarily the things that God says. And so I think that honing in our ability to discuss things gently, kindly, with love, using the belt of truth that should be holding our pants up so we don't get caught looking like a fool with no pants on, I think that it's really important for us to explore with each other, to see it as a discussion. There was a great example of this the other day that just moved me. And in fact, I'm hoping that my friend, my friend Matt Young will be able to join me here on the podcast in a few weeks to talk about a particular topic. But um, I accidentally launched a Facebook grenade. If you don't know what I mean by that, every once in a while, you might share a post or say something and people just blow up. And I always tend to do this inadvertently. I try on purpose to avoid saying things that would be controversial, but I included just a line from a sermon and it was taken out of context and went way off the rails. The whole discussion was just insane. And people are like yelling. And somehow it got to be talking about like gay wedding cakes and abortion. And it just went down the tubes real fast. But my friend Matt was so great about it. He and I are on opposite ends of the social spectrum. I will not not disagree with the fact that I tend to be relatively liberal, socially speaking, and he tends to be pretty conservative, socially speaking. But he handled the conversation with such with such grace and such a heart for finding the middle ground together and figuring out how we can continue to love one another as brothers and sisters in Christ and colleagues in the ministry and find some way to have the discussion in a healthy manner. And I just appreciated it so much that I almost immediately sent him a message and said, hey, thanks, brother. This is what it's all about. About. And I think that that's what's important is maintaining a, a spirit of grace, a spirit of knowledge, and that you don't always have all the answers, you may not be right, and a humility. You know, there's a humility in being able to say, you know, we don't agree on this, and Jesus is still Lord of all. There is such a freeing humility in being able to say that. And I think that that's the, the core of when we're having these discussions, because we can't possibly have a healthy or productive discussion about anything like uh, violence or gun control or anything like that. If we don't come at it with this, this sense of, I love you, you love me, God loves us all equally, let's figure this out together instead of let's argue the other person into our way of being, into our way of thinking and believing. And this kind of leads naturally into the idea of getting out of your comfort zone and being willing to learn. If you get so stuck in your own own rhetoric, and I, I say this not accusingly, but rather introspectively, because I tend to do this too. If you get stuck in your own rhetoric, be that conservative rhetoric, liberal rhetoric, whatever it is, if you get so lost in that in yourself and are not willing to stretch and to try to see things from another person's point of view and to try to understand everything that's not a particular thing. You know, these are really important, this this spirit of fellowship, the spirit of, of unity and togetherness. You know, we are uh, Christians proclaiming Jesus as Lord, period. 
And now what? The idea of real deep prayer, of knowing those we're praying for, of not just kind of blowing it off as I've passed on the Facebook meme and therefore I have prayed, but rather letting it be part of your being. Pray without ceasing, as the Apostle Paul is credited to have said. Discussion, graceful discussion with one another, and of course, learning and getting out of your comfort zone. If you think I am dead wrong on any of these, if you think I am right on top of it, please feel free to chime in with comments or questions. If you want to hear elaboration on any of those things, I will be putting out this podcast weekly, so I need lots and lots of questions from you all, the great listeners. I do have a nice list already, but I sort of tend to prioritize if there's something that has to do with current events or something on a recent podcast or sermon that generally gets bumped up to the top of the list. So in order to connect, comment, submit questions, or prayer requests, please check out www.carissaclarkhow.com. That is C-H-A-R-I-S-S-A-C-L-A-R-K-H-O-W-E.com. For more info, for any show notes that I may bring up in the podcast, you can see me on Facebook and Twitter at Pastor Carissa H. And until next time, my friends, may God bless you so deeply. Keep asking questions purposefully and seeking answers. <laughs>